You're listening to Leveling Up, and I'm Arielle, be your host. Welcome back to Leveling Up with Arielle Miller. This is Arielle, and I'm going to be your host. So it's been a while where I have really candidly spoken about, I guess, things in my life. I typically reserve my Instagram for that space where I talk about very uniquely personal things in my life, and I use this podcast to kind of speak holistically and generally about my life's experiences and how I transfer them into success. But I've been reflecting a lot about the things that have been going on in my life, and I really felt like it was important that I took the time to be incredibly honest and authentic with you, my audience, my listeners, and my followers. So I really wanted to dedicate this episode to more specific things that I'm confronting in my personal life at the moment. So to bring those of you up to speed who do not know, or if you're just recently tuning into Leveling Up with Ariel Miller, I'm originally from New York and had relocated to Los Angeles over 15 years ago and began my love affair, if you will, with LA. And I absolutely positively loved every single minute that I lived in LA. And about three, four months ago, my husband and I moved up to a place called Santa Inez, which is about two hours outside of Los Angeles. And it's absolutely breathtaking and it's stunning, but it's a small town. And my transition here has been extremely challenging. I've spoken about this on my YouTube videos and I've talked about this as well on my Instagram, but this is going to sound so silly, but the biggest thing that I've had to get used to is dealing with spiders. I know that you're like laughing and you're probably like, this girl is ridiculous, but let me tell you something. There are spiders here that are the size of a small child. And I'm fairly certain that if people told me that there were going to be spiders the size of children, that perhaps that would have dissuaded me from moving. But I guess on all seriousness, we live in a small town. And I've always had this weird, bizarre pastoral fantasy. My mother even reminded me of this the other day, ever since I was a little girl growing up on Long Island, that I've always said, mommy, mommy, I'm going to live on a farm. And I guess what kid doesn't want to live on a farm, right? I mean, animals are pretty freaking awesome. But I've always wanted to have a different life than the life I was handed, I had always wanted to leave New York. That was for one thing. And I guess to be more specific, Long Island. And again, if you've ever been to Long Island or if you're from Long Island, you totally understand why I'd want to leave Long Island. But with that, I've always had this thought in my heart and in my soul that I wanted to live in the country, even though I am so quintessentially city. I am a city girl. And I'm starting to realize that more and more and more as I continue to live my life here in the country, where I, to be honest, don't really feel like I fit in, which I'll get to in a little while about fitting in, because why fit in when you're born to stand out kind of situation. But in all seriousness, I moved to the country with my husband because we were looking for a different quality of life. We were looking for a different pace of life. And here's kind of what's happened. Summer vacation was a really challenging adjustment period for me. I spent about two whole weeks sequestered in my house, unpacking and settling in. And fortunately, making friends are not an issue for me. I have a whole boatload of friends and and that's fantastic. And it's I don't feel lonely and things like that. But adjusting to a small town is a whole other kind of beast. If you're from a small town, 
you may understand what that's like. But if you're not from a small town, it may seem kind of strange and unusual to you because you don't have any context. So I'm not from a small town, but let me contextualize for you. Everyone knows each other. Everyone. And since everyone knows each other, you have to be careful what you say and to whom you say it. And it's not that I'm one of those people who's walking around talking shit about people. But, you know, for example, I took a yoga class at a gym up here with an instructor who the first time I took the class, the class was good. I, I enjoyed it. So I, I came back. However, the second time I took the class, it was agonizingly horrible. And the entire time I was in there, I was pondering, okay, so if I fake cardiac arrest, I can get out of here on a stretcher kind of situation. Because I worked at this place, I can't leave. And I didn't want to be disrespectful because I'm an instructor. But meanwhile, the entire time I was in class, I was absolutely positively miserable and I was not having a good time. So fast forward, I was having a conversation with another yoga person in town about my experience. And then the person goes, oh, did you take so-and-so's class? I, oh, I am very facial amidst so many other things. And I realized that it was like up foot in mouth, Ariel. And I realized that I had said, said too much. But in any case, she was interested in knowing my, my true and authentic opinion as to why I felt the way that I did about this person's class. But my point is, is that learning what you can say and to whom you can say it is, is something that I'm, I'm really adjusting with, I'm struggling with, I guess, because even at my school, I had an incident with, I hate to use the term incident, but I had a very unfavorable interaction with a colleague and it really upset me, upset me in the aspect of this person made me feel shamed. This person made me feel embarrassed. And I felt really disenfranchised by the way I had been treated by this person. Now, normally I'm a no bullshit person. As a matter of fact, it's not a normal thing. I'm a no bullshit person. I have a strong energy, a strong personality. I walk into a room, I own the place and Sorry, not sorry. Like my last episode, I refuse to apologize for my skill set, my confidence, my education, and I'm never going to apologize for who I am. But I walked away from this woman and was upset by this interaction. And this was weeks ago. And I thought about who I am and living in my truth and standing in my power. So I talked about it with my colleagues about the interaction I had had, and they had explained to me that this person is very, very good personal friends with leadership on my campus. So I had decided it prudent for me not to bother to say anything. I'm sitting with it and sitting with it and sitting with it and thinking to myself, like, you're not saying something because this is a small town and it's kind of incestuous. You're going to sit there and bite your tongue and allow people to treat you poorly when what happened to you was completely unnecessary and disrespectful. And I said, uh-uh, hold the phone. So I drafted an email that I have yet to send that I'm going to send, and I'm fully aware of the fact that it is quite possible that by sending this email, I'm going to ruffle feathers and piss people off, but like, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't be anyone or anything other than who I am, and that's really the biggest takeaway from all of this that I'm learning in this what I like to call reflective year because as it stands right now, I'm not quite sure if my husband and I will be staying in the area. I can't say whether we are or we're not emphatically in either way, but 
all I can say is like, holy Batman, as far as the learning curve is concerned. And as always, I'm incredibly grateful for the learning experience that I'm having because had I have not lived in a small town, I would never understand small town dynamics, but I'm understanding it. The feelings that I get are that people don't really enjoy newcomers and that makes me sad. I feel sometimes like I don't belong here and not because I don't fit in, but because people who have been here don't want me here. And that's upsetting because that's not the kind of community that I like to be part of or that I facilitate because who I am is the kind of person in any capacity that welcomes every single person into my fold. So I feel in a lot of respects very cast aside because I'm quote an outsider and it's demoralizing. It's challenging to go in somewhere and feel so vastly different and so vastly misunderstood and uncomfortable simply because of your personality. It's almost become kind of funny at my school site where they all call me the city girl and things like that, but my energy is my energy and it's who I am and I can't ever be faulted for it and I can't apologize and I won't apologize for who I am, what I do, and what I stand for and neither should you. See, in this whole process, I've got to say that I don't really feel okay. And when I say I don't feel okay, I've been struggling, like I've mentioned before, with my depression and anxiety, and I'm getting help for that because that's all we can ever do is get help when we need it. And I'm feeling a sense of peace knowing that I'm taking action to make sure that my mental state and my mental health is a priority. But I feel a little lost and I feel a little confused and I want the world to know that the, A, that's normal and B, it is okay to question if you're on the right path. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be lost and confused and it's okay to question if you're on the right path. It is all okay. And it really comes from this place of needing to be kinder to ourselves. We need to accept the present and know that our past decisions led us here but the present doesn't determine the future. You and you alone determine the future. And you can decide where you're going, how you're going to get there, and why you want to go there. So as far as where I am in this present moment, I tell myself this Buddhist saying over and over and over again that right now it's like this. And that is a great saying to kind of Keep near your heart and to remember in the good, the bad, the ugly, and the everything in between because for the better or for the worse, everything is fleeting. And as far as what I'm walking through right now, by no means is it the level of darkness in which I've experienced at many points in my life. This is my learning year. It is the time where I go inside to parts of my heart and soul that I didn't even know were corners of my heart and soul that needed work, and I'm learning about it. If anything, I always believe that there's a lesson. And in my reflection, part of my struggle that I have been having is like, what is the lesson? What is the purpose? And as I'm struggling with adapting to my new community, adapting to the new culture in which I serve, while I'm dealing with new personalities and being misunderstood, I, I know that change is happening. And I keep saying to my husband and I keep saying to my friends 
And this is where we need to kind of rewrite our narrative and redirect it and rethink how we look at change because how many times have you looked around and said, God, what is the effing lesson? Like, what am I supposed to learn here? And you're in vain looking and asking and pondering and, and reaching for answers. We've all been there. And that's where I am. My husband and I on a daily basis literally ask each other, what are we supposed to be learning right now? And I said to him the other day that this is the wrong thing to be asking. Because when you are experiencing great change, think about it. You don't know that change is actually happening and you don't even feel it and you can't see it. Change is really intangible at the time. So it's weird because it often seems that like one day you just wake up, you look around and then you realize that everything is just different. And like I mentioned before about your past is that you've realized when you're looking around that everything in your past led you to this very moment and that you had no clue that change was afoot, that change was around, that change was brewing, change was stirring, that, that change was happening. You had no idea that you were actually walking through change. It's both beautiful and confounding, frankly. I say that because when we're going through something life-altering that we ask ourselves, what am I supposed to be learning? And the thing is about that is you can't see the lesson at the time. So the beautiful part about time is reflection. And if you think about what the term reflection means, is reflection means literally to look back at. You're looking at something in hindsight and we've all got those lame cliches about hindsight is twenty twenty, But when we're going through these life-altering experiences and we're pondering or reaching, like I've mentioned before, and we're asking in vain, what am I to learn? What am I being taught? That reality-wise, or realistically speaking, is that while you're going through it, you can't see it. I want you to think about it. Because in my relationship I had before I met my husband, it was an extremely traumatic relationship. I was with a heroin addict for many years. And I, I do now, in hindsight, attribute that to cultivating an aspect of who I've become that had I have never walked in that darkness, like I've mentioned, that I wouldn't be who I am today. And, but it took years. It took time. I didn't walk out of that relationship and two days later and go, thank you for the lessons. Shit, I was angry for a very long time. And I guess justifiably so, but what we know about anger is anger is acidic and it eats you up from the inside. And anger doesn't solve anything. But as I've evolved and as I've grown, I now look back and realized that what I was going through, that, that experience with that person, that stretching and all of that testing that that is what determined my present, got me to where I was, got me to take the courage to take the leap to leave that person, and I determined my future. So the future is only determined by the lessons of our past that led us up to the present. So my lesson is, is whatever you're walking through, whenever it feels hard, that the hard is always the best part. Because the heart is what teaches us the most about ourselves. It's what teaches us perseverance, wherewithal, determination, and above all, perspective. 
And perspective is the greatest learning tool of all because it shows you so much more than you could have possibly imagined when you look at something from the future, from the past, from the present, when you look at it with a different lens to give it a different perspective. So now I look back at my past experience with the lens of years and realize that, God, what the fuck was I thinking, first of all? But I don't berate myself for that. I go, thank you for that learning experience because what had happened then led me to today. And because I am victorious, I know that whatever I'm battling right now, whatever I'm going through, I'm going to be able to emerge on the other side of this powerful, stronger, and owning my day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Leveling Up with Ariel Miller. I really look forward to connecting with you on social media. So please make sure that you take the time to follow and interact with me on Instagram at Ariel underscore Miller. And if you go ahead and check out my profile, I do have a link tree where you can check out my YouTube channel and a whole bunch of other cool things that I have, such as articles that have been written about me and my website and all that jazz. So please take a peek and engage and interact. And do not forget to like, subscribe, and follow on all of your favorite podcast networks. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Love you. Mean it.